Ready to get your business social media on? Settle in because leveling up your business social media is here on the eGen Solutions Podcast with host Jennifer Sennett. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of eGen Solutions, the podcast series. And I'm very, very excited to bring on the show today, Nick Osborne. Nick is going to talk to us about conversational copywriting. And just a little bit of Nick's background, he's worked with clients like Citibank, Apple, Reuters, WebEx, and uh, he's done a lot of different training sessions for companies like Yahoo, John Deere, and of course, my hometown, Walt Disney. So (laughs) hello, Nick. Thank you for being on the show. You're very welcome. Pleasure to be here. So I'm excited to learn. Can you tell me a little bit what conversational copywriting is and what that means? Well, hey, it is simplest. If I'm going to try and say something right now, instead of me using fancy marketing speak or copywriter speak or business language, it's conversational copywriting is I just imagine you're on the other side of the table, my kitchen table, we're having a coffee and I want to sell you something and I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to use the power of the natural persuasive power of conversation. So, hey, maybe you got friends or kids who are always persuading you to do something like hey, a teenage kid can persuade you to do almost anything. So the actual, there's there's a natural selling power in conversation. I'm a complete conversation geek. I find that just the basic topic of conversation fascinating because it is so central to our lives and our relationships. Like every first date is a conversation. Your interview for that job is a conversation. Like everything important in your life begins with a conversation, but generally we're pretty bad at it. I think most of us, it's certainly true of me, I talk too much and I listen too little. And so that's another part of conversational copywriting is it's almost like step one is just stop. So I'm going to kind of wind back a bit historically because I've been doing this. I I don't know, you you must have read, when you were reading through that, you may have noticed I've been doing this like forever. Next year is my 40th anniversary as a copywriter. So before the web. I didn't want to say forever. I didn't want to like... We got this old man on the call this week. (laughs) (laughs) I just was like, he's been doing it for a while. Okay. So anyway, forever. So so back before the web, I was like, I had kind of 15 years writing for print. And and back then, old school media are one-way media, right? It's your broadcast media, like a TV ad broadcasts a a sales message at you. you. You can't talk back to the TV. You can't interact with the TV. All you can do is turn it on or off and change the volume and stuff. Right. And the same with a newspaper, a magazine, billboard. These are one-way, old-school broadcast, one-way media. So traditional copywriting and sales writing really was you were, you were pitching a sales message at the audience one way. That's a what I was just going to say. So it was more of talking at someone. Absolutely. So, okay. so now we come to the web, and all yeah. of a sudden, this is not just a two-way medium. It's a multi-way medium. It's a profoundly social medium, as you know, like it has been from the beginning and, and with the rise of social media, even more so. So it's an interactive medium. It's where you can engage people. And a lot of people in the advertising industry, the copywriting industry, the sales industry have kind of missed the message. They still think they're in a broadcast world, which is why even in social media, you get this kind of sales pitch approach of, of selling at people through social media. And, I, and when I see that, I'm thinking, are you guys crazy? Why? Why? Social media, you're missing the whole point. It's meant to be social. 
And if it's going to be social, then you need to engage. You need to shut up for a minute. You need to listen. You need to speak to people in the language that they talk in. You have to pay attention to your audience if you're in a conversation. So that's my whole thing is saying, hey, people, wake up. We're no longer in a broadcast world. We're in an interactive, multi-way, social, conversational world. And you need to adjust your copywriting, your sales pitches accordingly. That's a hard thing for people to understand, though, Nick. I mean, it, it, it's, I still, with clients, it, it's, um, they don't, then why am I doing social media? <laughs> it's kind of, if I can't sell, well, why? That's why I'm so excited to talk to you, because I think you have that answer for everybody. The whole idea of engaged, an, engage, an engaged audience is more likely to buy. An engaged audience is more likely to spend more. An engaged audience is more likely to come back and spend again. An engaged audience is more likely to recommend you to their friends and colleagues. There's tons of data on that. Just People can just Google that and find that out, and you'll find a ton of data. So, well, how do you engage people? You don't engage with people by pushing a message at them. You engage them by getting into some kind of social conversation, interaction with them. You don't push at, you engage with to me, this stuff is, and it must be to you too, in social media, it is so freaking obvious. It's like that terrible person at a party or a backyard barbecue just never stops talking. I was say, yeah. It's like, shut up. I mean, seriously, just shut up. It's like, I'm Bob, and I'm going to go on. Now everyone named Bob's right. going to be mad at me. But you know. I know. You're going to lose at least 10 subscribers like right now. Bob's upset. So we'll stick with Bob. He's gone anyway, so we can carry on with Bob. So it's Bob on a first date. It's Bob in the barbecue. It's Bob, heaven preserve us, when he gets into multi-level marketing, and then he'll never, ever shut up. (laughs) But it is. It's that guy who just talks at you and is completely oblivious to the fact that you've tuned out and you're not interested and you've stopped listening. It's the nightmare first date, right? Because Bob doesn't even realize that you've gone to the bathroom and, in fact, you've gone out the back door and you're never coming back. And that's what we do online, right? Because the other thing about being online is if I want to hit a back button, it's so easy. If you don't engage me, if you're just talking at me, I can, I can just leave. So, and and I, I, I'm not being polite. I don't have to be polite about it. I just hit the back button. It's, it's so easy. And I'm so distracted as well. I got a, a zillion other things calling for my attention. So if you're just- Especially talk, on social media. There's like yeah. a million things coming at me. Right. right. So you'd better make some kind of, connection with me. You better engage with me. You better touch me emotionally in some way. Make me laugh, make me smile, make me angry, make me happy, make me sad, whatever. Like touch me. Hey, even I did this. I was doing it to demonstrate a point when I was speaking in an event recently. And I I started with a joke and people laughed, which was a relief because it wouldn't have worked very well if it hadn't. And I said, look, do you see what I just did? You feel differently about you now because we laughed together. So now there's a level of connection between us that wasn't there before. So it's just simple things of like engaging with people. I'm not saying that all the old rules of copywriting disappear. I did an experiment, in fact, with my own list, my conversational copywriting list, or I have a list of people, an email list of people who are interested in conversational copywriting, but haven't purchased my course on conversational copywriting. So I'm sending them stuff each week, interesting stuff, I hope useful informational stuff. But I'm also saying, in not all of those emails, but in some of them, hey, don't forget to buy the course. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I want them to buy the course because then I, they get in there and there's a whole different level of engagement inside. So I did an experiment with them. I said, look, you know those awful emails that come in and say, you got six hours, last chance, or the price doubles at midnight tonight. You know that last chance email? I said, I could do that to you, but I don't really want to. So let's just pretend I've done it. Uh-huh. And 
go in and buy it because you're going to get a lot of value out of it. So I sent that email and like one person, one person went in and bought it. The next week I wrote back to them. I said, okay, last week I was nice. So this week we're going to go old school. Now I was still talking to them in a conversational way. I didn't change my language, but I just said, we're going to do this thing the way you get it in your email box every week. Because in fact, the price of the course is going to double at midnight tonight. And I said, it really is. So this is it. This really is your last chance. I'm not right. kidding. I had like 20 purchases. All right. So, which for me is a lot for that course in, in, a, in a day. So, and then the next week I write back and say, well, there's an interesting lesson. It's like, just because we're conversational doesn't mean to say we stop using some of the techniques that we know work in copywriting mm -hmm. and selling. But even when we use that technique, I don't have to pretend to be someone else. I don't have to change my language. I can still talk to you in the same natural conversational voice. And also I'm being totally transparent. I said, okay, here's what I'm doing. We're going to do this experiment. That didn't work. Okay, now I'm going to go. So I was telling them what I was doing. I wasn't trying to trick anyone. I wasn't trying to manipulate anyone. I was being totally transparent and honest, but I used it just to demonstrate the fact that, okay, be conversational, be honest, be transparent, but you can still use some of the devices and techniques that work with online sales. So if I heard you right, it's still okay to use those words like last chance or yeah. free 24-hour um, sale or free or but it's how you present those terms yeah. that makes a difference. It's sounding like a person. It's, it's hey, one, one, one of the tests I say is that I say to people is, look, how do you feel about this? If you were saying it to someone, a neighbor or a friend across your kitchen table, would it feel natural? Would you feel embarrassed? Would you feel awkward? Would you think, oh man, I never talked like that. Hey, I'll give you an example because I, I read a blog post this morning about related to this. Can I read something out to you? Yes, please. All right. All right. right because so, no one so, ever, you know how those timers, like, I don't know if those work well, but you always say, like, I don't never hold up a timer. I like, you got four minutes to right. sign up for this. And then you do, the, you empty your cash, you go back to the page, and you're back at the beginning again on the timer. Oh, really? I've never done that. Yeah, they're kind of sneaky. So not always, but sometimes they're a bit sneaky. But for I sure, have a timer on my website. Now I'm going to have to change that. But no, no, but for <laughs> That's sure. That's what made me think. See, you're but making me think. I appreciate it, that. It, it does work. It does work. So you just <laughs> got to do it in a way that feels gen, that it feels, yeah. hey, this is cool with me. This is cool with you. We know, we know what we're doing here. So look, I'm gonna, I, I found this on, and it's kind of ironic. I found this on a website for an ad agency online. So I'm going to okay. read this text. It's not mine. It's not, no. It's for a digital advertising agency. All right, you ready? You're, yes. You gotta pay attention if you want any chance of understanding what they're trying to say. Okay, I'm listening. All right, we work in agile, cross-functional teams with our clients as partners and users as our focus to create memorable online experiences that instigate action. That's a lot of words. Well, well, so come on, here's the test. What are they saying? Well, because I know the lingo and I'm assuming that I don't know what they're saying. I'm assuming that they have people all over the place and we connect with the client. They're not. I think what they're trying to say is I've been trying to translate it. So this is, this is a game I play. Actually, this is what this blog post is about is how to translate weird promotional language. I think what they're trying to say is we work together with our clients to create marketing that works. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to say. So I don't what, know why Agile was if, in there. If that's what they're trying to say, why didn't they just say that? Yeah. I mean, how would you feel if you were actually across a table from a client all right, talking, and you said, we work in agile cross-functional teams with our clients as partners and users as our focus to create. It's like, you know, look like an idiot after the first five words. So to me, this is like a test of like, 
Mind you, maybe someone would say that in a meeting and I'd look at them and say, oh my God, they're not even, not even embarrassed. They don't even realize they're sounding like an idiot. Or do, are they trying to do it to, I mean, it could intimidate someone if also, I mean, really, it could intimidate someone if, if they were literally speaking that, because I wouldn't understand what they were saying. You're right. It's like, that's like an extreme. Like yeah. But I've, I've, there are worse examples than that. But, but the point I'm trying to make you're is that. Right. No, 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 no. You're right. That, that, 100% whenever, right. Whenever you write something, ask yourself, would I say that to someone across my kitchen table over coffee? Is that a language I would use? Yeah. Is that me? All right. So there was this book written years and years ago called You Are the Message. All right. So if that is your message, if you talk like that in your advertising, that's who you are. You can't pretend to be. If they become a client, you can't pretend to be something different. You are the message. Right. Like the way you sound in your marketing is how people will perceive you as being. If you have a business, let's say you're a coach and you're working with people one-on-one, you have one-on-one clients and it's a trust-based relationship, right? You're having to build trust with your, between the coach and the client. And it's a very close personal relationship, the client and, and kind of coachy. I mean, the coach and coachy relationship is very... Hey, it can be very close, right? Right. So imagine then in your marketing to get that, if you're a coach in your marketing to get that client, you come over in your marketing as being kind of really pushy and maybe manipulative and salesy. Where does that leave you? Because you're, what you're doing is in your message, sales message, you're saying I'm a kind of pushy, salesy, manipulative kind of used car salesman person. Yeah. And then you get the client and you say, oh, forget that stuff. That's not me. I'm actually a regular nice person. It's like, well, really? That doesn't feel right. right. So whoever you want to be with your client, you need to be that person with your promotion. And the thing is, people say to me, oh, well, that sounds like a soft option. That sounds like you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. And it's not true at all. I mean, like, don't we like working with people that we trust, that we feel take the trouble to listen to us, that we take the trouble to engage with us? Yeah. I mean, that's why people buy from people they know. I mean, right? Yeah, that's right. If I'm buying a lawnmower, I don't care. Your marketing can be as stupid as you like. It's just because I'm buying the thing. I'm not buying the person or the relationship. If it's a lawnmower, if it's steak knives, if it's a used car, I don't care. I'm just, I'm buying the thing. I'm not buying a relationship. If on the other hand, it is where I become a client or a customer where there's ongoing engagement, Mm-hmm. If you are whatever, any kind of service industry, I'm not buying the thing, I'm buying the relationship. And that's completely different. Do yeah. you think though that it would, it would apply also to buying a thing? Like if I'm a mom and pop store selling steak knives, I probably gave you like the most impossible <laughs> scenario. But I mean... Well, all right. So, so yeah, that can help for sure. No. Let's, let's say I sell, maybe not steak knives, maybe it's a... Maybe <laughs> it's all I could think of. Oil. Aromatherapy oils and paraphernalia. So yeah, it's a thing. But in fact, you're right. I can, if I'm selling that online, particularly if I do stuff like a bit of video and maybe I do some training, like how to make your own aromatherapy candles, here's here's our free class or whatever, where where I step out in front of the curtain and and I engage with the audience, then absolutely that can be super powerful. But again, what's happening there is that people can buy that aromatherapy stuff from anywhere, but they buy it from you because they have a, now have a relationship with you. They trust you. They like you. Yeah. They appreciate your generosity in teaching them, you know, answering say, their questions and teaching them. Right. Yeah. So you're right. It, it can be a thing if 
particularly, I guess, if the thing is a bit of a commodity and where the seller is saying, you know what, we're going to base this around a relationship rather than the thing itself. Buy your aromatherapy stuff from me because you trust me, because you know me, because we talk, we interact. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really what we do with social media too, is get to know the person behind the product in certain cases, if you are selling a product. In some cases, it doesn't work. Sometimes it is just the product, depending on what it is. Right. And, yeah. And that, that, that can, hey, I think, I think Brett's Bees does a, a reasonable job of this. So they're, they're selling lip balm and creams and stuff. It's mm-hmm. things. But maybe less so today, but certainly in the early years of Burt's Bees, there, there was this story, there was the origin story of where Burt's Bees came from. And they yep. had that. And I've noticed even now on, the, on their Facebook page, they actually bother to respond to comments, which a lot of companies don't. They just, they just use Facebook as a broadcast medium. People attempt to interact and there's nobody there on the company side answering comments. That happens a lot. Yeah. Happens a great deal, and, that, and that's where companies make the mistake of saying, "Oh, social media is just another broadcast medium." Well, no, it's not. You're you're being crazy because you're misunderstanding the fact this is a relationship building medium. It's an interactive medium, and when people take the trouble to add a comment to your feed, you should take the trouble to answer that and engage with that person. So, yeah, there's certain companies that do that well, but I think most do it really badly. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I watched the documentary on Burt's Bees. So <laughs> I saw, I know oh, the whole did. story. Yes, there's a documentary out there about Burt's Bees. And well, it is, it's, a fun, it's a fun origin story. It's it like, is. It very much and is. I think they, they still play to that a little bit as, as a way to build relationship. Yeah. Well, it makes it more personable. So that makes sense. So everything you said I write on my blog post, we have writers, you know, for even my own business, but even what you said today, thank you so much, because I'm going to go back and take a look at my own (laughs) stuff and just make sure that (laughs) we've got things set. Like I said, I've got that timer up there (laughs) and I thought about that. I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I'd like it if someone was telling me, but it just depends, like you said, how it's said. So I will be making some changes myself. (laughs) So it really does depend. So if someone was sitting across my kitchen table and they were trying to sell me on whatever and they were being, and they, they had a timer on it and said, look, you got 30 minutes. Otherwise I'm leaving. I'd have just liked it. Bye-bye. Yeah. It's well, just let me like, help you open. Work. I'll open the door and help you. That, that's it. That said, I was talking with a guy, uh, actually it was on a podcast and we finished the recording and we started talking about, he started looking at my website of business and he was saying, Oh man, I think I could help you with some of this stuff. And I was, anyway, he like sold me. He pitched me. Like we finished him. He, he had me take out my credit card before I even got off the, like the video call with him. That is and a he was like, he said, no, no, no. Right. That, he's the consummate salesman. He did it really well. So he was, yeah, he was kind of pushy, but like he did it with such a kind of sense of humor and such kind of, it was, I was just laughing. I was laughing all the way to giving him my credit card number because he was so, hey, he's a, he's, he's a really good guy. He's really kind of outgoing and entertaining and funny. And it was like, it was like in a sense, I was almost paying him for the entertainment. So you, you enjoyed your sales. You enjoyed what your purchase experience, I, really. I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't think I'd get value from it. But, but it was just an example of uh, you can be salesy so long as you're human about it, yeah. which he was. It, it, was a, it was a very natural kind of interaction. And, it, and it's his character. It's that thing of the before and after. You are your message. 
like he is that guy. He is, like, every time I've interacted with him, he is that super excited, super high energy, super generous, like guy. That is who he is. And that's why it worked. He wasn't pretending to be something else. It was who he was. just him. It's no. just Eric. Well, and obviously and he, had, he had the expertise. Oh yeah, he's really, he was really good at it. And that, 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 I think it was Seth Godin who said, just be yourself because everyone else is taken. Uh, yes. Maybe slightly misquoting, but that was it. And there's enormous power there, I think, for small businesses. Is don't try to be someone else. Don't try to be some kind of clever marketing voice or whatever. Be yourself. And one, it's because everyone else is taken. It's the only natural thing you can be is to be yourself. But also, it's incredibly powerful. People mm -hmm. love it. People love that personal touch, the personal transparent, like honest engagement. It is so kind of refreshing yeah. when you come across that. You can relax. It's like you almost, because when we're being sold to, if I'm selling at you really hard, you can actually almost physically feel like barriers coming up. Yeah? Yeah. Like, like you're defending yourself. If, if it's a pushy salesperson, yep. you can almost feel that change inside. Like I have to defend myself mm -hmm. against this honest and it's a very kind of primitive reaction. We've always done that as humans, defending ourselves against attack. But when you do the opposite, when you're open and transparent and, and, you're, and just yourself, there is that sense of relief. Like, oh, okay, I, I, I could be open to this. I don't have to defend myself. I can listen because this person is not being pushy. They're not being manipulative. They're being open and honest and transparent. And, and that's ultimately what conversational copywriting is all about. That's the approach. But I think that that feeds into social media too, because especially in this era of fake news, yeah. it's very, very important to be more transparent. That's why video is doing so well. And it's just that openness. And I want to see who is behind a business. So I love when the companies right. kind of embrace our suggestions with that as to who's the CEO, who's the person taking the parts orders, <laughs> you know, who is the person that's right. customer service, who's the receptionist. I love putting those on there. And I cannot tell you when we do that for clients, that gets a huge response. People like to see that. And so we tell stories people with like, people the like staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, if you go, go into a bar, go into a coffee shop, and, and like half, if, if you're listening on conversations between people, yeah. half of those conversations will include a story of some kind. Hey, did you hear about such and such? Or let me tell you what happened at the weekend. Yeah. Everyone's telling and sharing stories. Uh, so yeah, and in social media, absolutely. And I love that idea of, I was recommending to a company ages ago that they, actually a story came out of, in the company, it was the lady at the till and she realized that a mother was going to, she had two babies and she had all these bags. And the lady at the till turned to everyone in line and said, do you mind just waiting there for a minute? I'm going to help this lady take her bags to her car. Aww. That's, that's beautiful. That story, yeah. So, so just your, just that, because you can picture it, right? You can yeah. see it. You see the mum with the kids and the bags. You can see the lady asking everyone just to hang in there a few minutes. That's more to a business than a two million budget on a TV commercial. You think? All right, because it's it's human, it's emotional, it's engaging, it's real. It, it's not kind of made up, clever marketing talk. It's, yeah. it's just humanity. It was authentic. I mean, it was authentic yeah. kindness. Yeah. yeah. And that's beautiful, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and if only, yeah, 
But it, to, for the company to even find that and decide to use it, they had to be listening. You have to, like you say, you, they have to listen to the frontline staff, not just the consultants and the fancy marketing people in the head right. office. You have to be listening to what customer service, what the frontline people, what every, you know, the people who actually connect with your customers, yep. what, what's happening with them. And I guarantee you there is, you know, in organizations, there is somebody that is popular, <laughs> so to speak, with clientele in your business. I guarantee that. And how you can find that out if you, if you, you know, are listening and have decided, oh my gosh, I have to start paying attention. Simply post their pictures out and people will tell you on social media, oh my God, I love coming in to see Karen, yeah. you know, and even in your reviews, if people leave a review with a name of someone that they've engaged with at your business, recognize that because that's huge in itself. So there's a lot of ways that you can find stories, but anyway, so how do you know how they found out about that story by chance? I I don't, because it was actually told to me by a, a marketer who was involved with the company. Okay. And they oh. brought that story to her and said, could you think we could use this? And she was like, do you think? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, well, they, and again, the company asked the question because that's not normal marketing. You're right. So, so they weren't being stupid to ask the question. They no. Were, they were smart to ask the question. Uh, and the, the marketing lady was smart to say, yeah, <laughs> definitely, absolutely. Yep, I love um, those stories. Yeah, and so much more powerful than, hey, and, and I, I spent my whole career as like clever marketing stuff. And, and that's why I love the web, because it just flips that whole thing around. Yeah. Is that the more open and natural and transparent you are, the more powerful that connection can be. I agree. So let's take a look at your site. Tell me a little bit about how, if someone wants to work with you, since we're talking about conversational, uh, let me get over to this little page here. Right. So when you do conversational writing, are you specifically just talking about the website? Um, are you talking about, e I mean, you were talking about emails. You're talking about everything, correct? Yeah. Any kind of marketing communication. Like, hey, e social media clearly is a natural yeah. for, for conversational writing, as is email. But even on your website, why pretend to be someone different on your website, particularly if you're a smaller sized business? So yeah, there's the website. You can go up to, yeah, if you sign, you can just sign up right there and get yourself that free guide, the five quick and easy ways. And there's a series of videos. And if you do give me your name and email address, I promise I will not be pushy and shouty and manipulative. Even when, uh, even when I send you emails, you can, well, hey, you can see, you can see when I send you emails, the conversational tone that I use. And yeah, I love to hear from people. So I always include my email address in those. In fact, my email address is nick at conversationalcopywriting.com. You can also, there's a, there's a blog there. I, I put up a, a fresh blog post once a week. So there's dozens and dozens of them there. And I give away a, a ton of kind of advice and help just in the blog posts. But they ultimately, somewhere down the road, there is the course for people who think that, hey, I really want to learn this stuff. So yeah, some of my blog posts are an interview. That's an interview with Drayton Bird. So Drayton Bird's a character. I've been doing this for 40 years. Drayton Bird. We didn't have to say how many years. <laughs> Drayton Bird has been a professional copywriter for 62 years. Oh my goodness. Okay. And he can work you under the table. He can work me under the table. He is really? so full of energy and enthusiasm. Uh, so that's, a, yeah, you definitely should go, go and read, read the, uh, the <laughs> Drayton Bird interview. So summer interviews, summer 
Yeah, what's that? You were scrolling down there. Oh, I'm sorry. I just I forget. I always forget. I'm like, I get engaged and I look and I forget. Oh, we're recording All this. Right. All right. <laughs> That's what I was looking at. Pretty, yeah. Right. So this is so. So I'll put in some practice. Oh, and, and I apologize for those people who cannot see or are not on video. Uh, we're going down right. to Nick's blog post, which says five ways to improve the homepage headline for your high trust business. Right. So I'll do some more practical, kind of helpful posts like that. Yeah. So there's the blog post, there's the download, and uh, down the road for people who are really interested in pursuing this, there is a, there's a course. So uh, that's awesome. So obviously as a copywriter, you do a lot of blog posts and writing. I'm it's jealous awesome. because it's, it's a tough thing to keep up with. <laughs> so I started working full-time writing on the, for the web in 1997. And, and between then and now, I've written over 5,000 articles and posts. <gasps> Oh my goodness. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Well, so now you and I met a long time ago. Um, yeah. I don't even know how long it was. You had a site called Coffee Detective, I think, at the time. I still do. It's kind do of you a hobby, have it? it's a hobby site about coffee. I, I don't work as much on it as I used to. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. That, because you love coffee. You're very good with coffee. I do love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were doing the social media for that event. Yeah. And yeah. I, went there, I went there as media. As a, as a, as a, yes, a, that's how I found you. You were an right. influencer for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Who would have thought a coffee influencer? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I, I learned a lot about coffee working on that project. But um, yeah, so I mean, I knew of you and I knew you were a very good writer. And so it's really, it's been great to kind of keep in touch with you through LinkedIn and, and see where yeah. you are. And I really appreciate you coming on this podcast because I know you gave us a lot of really good advice for everything. So I really appreciate it. Is there anything like last minute thoughts you want to give or um, advice you want to give to anyone who's listening? I would just, and this is just me on my soapbox. Like uh -huh. if you're in a, any kind of business where you interact with your clients and your customers, where the relationship matters, and you're not just selling things, you're selling the relationship. Just use that simple rule. Like whenever you, if somebody's writing marketing for you, I sit across the table from your wife or your husband or your neighbor, start reading it out loud. If you feel like an idiot, if you feel embarrassed, if you stumble as you're reading it, it's probably not right. Yeah. So, so just keep rewriting stuff so that it feels like what you would naturally say in the way that you would naturally say it. And, and that is massively powerful. People connect with that. So that's my, that's my pitch. I'm, I'm, I'm the advocate for the conversational approach. Hey, and, and like we've been saying, when it comes to social media, it is such a natural fit because, hey, social media starts with the word social. We're meant to be social, not broad. It's not broadcast media. It's not shouty media. It's social media. Yeah. So listen, engage. Right. And it's still, like I said, it's still an education process with some people to get away Absolutely. from that because that's the intent. It's like, well, why am I doing it then? <laughs> so I would say just Googling that and just learning for your own business. If you don't believe what we're saying, just see what's out there and see what other companies, big brands are doing because if big brands are spending a lot of money on conversation and engagement with, on social right. media, then chances are there should be a reason why you're doing it too. So love, I love that. Thank you so much for your advice, Nick. I appreciate it so much. I hope you'll come on again sometime too. I will. And thank you for inviting me because I know I'm one of a select few <laughs> who've been invited. No, no, I really do. I really do appreciate it. And I appreciate it. I, I, I love the fact that we've kind of kept in contact over all this time because it really was quite a while back.
uh, since we were working together. I so know. This is I'm great. in Florida now. <laughs> yeah, that's a little different, a little warmer. Much warmer. I'm, I'm still up in the cold country. Uh, yeah, I know. No, no, I really appreciate the invitation. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And for everyone that's listening, if you would like to see, if you're listening on the podcast and you'd like to see this interview with Nick and I, please go over to eGen Solutions on the YouTube channel, hit subscribe, be sure to click that little bell for notifications and you will never miss another episode. So thank you again, Nick, and we'll see you again. You're Bye. very welcome. Bye.